Welcome to Observe and Retort. Hi. My name is David Unry. I'm Luna Stjernebu. And we're bringing you the news that you missed this week. Yeah. 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 I'm guessing you didn't hear any other news than, you know, the news There we have about. been a couple <laughs> of stories that maybe took the attention. <laughs> what has happened this week? Nothing of important. Now, I will say, I will say. Okay, so on our ban topics list are Trump. Yeah. Corona. Yeah. Oh, we have Black more? Lives Matter. Oh, we can't talk about Black Lives Matter. Yeah, you know, yes, you know, come can. on, not really. Yeah, of and course we can. Brexit. I feel like those are oh, the topics that are just... I didn't get that memo. I just thought it was Trump and coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, in, well, can we then say Biden instead? <laughs> Is that okay? I still feel like... I think we should... Uh, we, we should stick to the spirit of it. Yes. I, I agree. While the point is that everyone is kind of bored of those stories. Yes. I feel like the... So we're bringing you the stuff that's interesting. Talking about the biggest story. Yeah. It's still going to be Biden. That's still not going to be so exciting. Yeah, no. But no. I was very tempted this week. Yeah. Before it became super huge to talk about minks. Or mink. I don't yeah, know no, if you're supposed a, to pluralize mink. Minks. Mink. Are they like sheep? I don't know. Minks, I mean, I'm the mink. native English speaker. I should probably know. But to be honest, I've not ever thought about mink in my life mm. before I moved to Denmark. I mean, mink in Danish is plural. I'm sorry. I'm still on the, <laughs> <laughs> the singular plural stuff. No, I never think about mink either. I have to... Yeah. Say. Especially considering our conversation last week that people did hear. Apologies for that. Apparently the episode cut out midway through. We'll fix so it. So no one heard Luna's story. Aww. Uh, we'll some fix would say it. it's intentional. Some would say <laughs> <laughs> You salty I just, bitch. I just cut it mid. I was just like, no, I don't feel like her story this week. I'm not no. vibing with the last there part. Were, I'm just going to not. <laughs> <laughs> some technical errors. And we yeah, love to leave our audience wanting more. And that's why it stopped just in the <laughs> middle of a sentence on the 27th so minute. So mean. We will upload the entire episode. We'll fix it. So but you it guys is can David go back. who is in charge and he's a busy man with a full-time job. So we have to give him a little, a little time and space. Yes. Yes. Unless you start paying us money and we'll be, we'll be quicker. <laughs> <laughs> give me some money. <laughs> Wow. But mink, yeah. Insane. I mean, now it's everywhere. Uh yeah. as yeah. as a story already. So. Also, over 200 people are affected with this mink corona now. Like god damn it, we're like, oh, like my dad I don't know if I can say. <laughs> well, now I'm okay. So some I have, guy I know, <laughs> some racist family member. <laughs> uh no, I, well, okay. No, it's just that, you know. Whisper the story to me and then I'll tell it. <laughs> and then no one will know who you're talking about. Also, he's never going to listen. It's <laughs> it's also just in general that there is this like, oh, fucking Chinese people and their gross, you know, animal, you know, yeah. production, blah, blah, all that shit. And it's like, glass houses, bitch. What the fuck is going on with the mink? Yeah. You know, it's nice to point fingers, but we don't have our shit together. It's so easy to be racist and point fingers. But here we are with a goddamn... Just... Obviously, you know, I agree. Racism's real bad. (laughs) But on the other hand, it was a nice change. It was a nice little mix-up in the random shit that is happening this year. I wasn't expecting Denmark to be right up in the... Wow, these guys really fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, well, I you know what? I'm not surprised. <laughs> I have to I have to be honest because we're just I'm assuming that everyone's hurt, like it's been such a huge story. Maybe it's not been Maybe we're just being arrogant right now. Maybe you should uh quickly I don't think say we should talk about. Happened. I think you, you guys if anyone hasn't heard about this story, Google Mink and Denmark. Maybe you don't even know what a mink is. That's going to make this a really entertaining little section before we move on to our actual stories. 
<laughs> what? Are you going first this week? Am I going first? Did we just? You, I'm going. You're I going think first. You have the bigger story, so I'm going first. I guess. I have a. I don't. I don't know if it's a bigger story. It's a. It's Ooh. a fucking dark story. It's a dark story. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's okay. it's got some surprises in it. I'm excited. It's. Oh, while also, you're... can I say something that's the funniest shit ever? Oh, okay. The Four Seasons total landscaping shit is like. I'm that's sorry. Def- I'm sorry. I'm not saying it's definitely on a banned topic. I'm not 100%. saying anything else, but I am living high off of this shit until I die. That was beautiful. Four seasons to landscaping. You fucking more. Now we're just, <laughs> just ugh, ugh. half talking about things, but not really talking about things. Yeah, that's so that like, people, this is this, this is the worst the of all worlds. Plan the plan. <laughs> of not speaking about certain <laughs> things has really worked perfectly what we wanted it to be. Okay, so let's get into it. I feel ready. I have water. I've unbuttoned my pants. I okay, am ready to go. Uncomfortable? But... <laughs> no, it is the exact opposite of uncomfortable. <laughs> for it you, maybe. Quite... <laughs> uncomfortable for me. Stop That's it, what David. I... What, what, how is that uncomfortable for you? The fact that I am comfortable and not, not you know... Trapped in my <laughs> pants, <laughs> which is basically just when you put on pants, you're trapped in them because it's horrible. And why do we wear them? For a, you know, passionate feminist, you have a very sexually harassing attitude. <laughs> it's just, oh no, my comfort's the most important thing. And that's why but, I can just take off clothes where I feel see, like Can it. you see that my pants are unbuttoned? Okay, so <laughs> okay, if you're masturbating on a Zoom call, but no one oh can see God. you masturbating on a Zoom call, that makes I it okay. Just, That's what you're saying. Listen, okay, so Corona has been a little, you know. Freeing, clearly for you. Well, you're just. Freeing in the food department. I've had, I've just let loose. So that means that the pants I used to wear, some of them I just can't wear at all. And some are holding on for dear life. And that's why I. I, I took the liberty of unbuttoning the, the top Firstly, of my jeans. That sounds like a you problem. Oh, that is a you. Secondly, <laughs> on this podcast, we speak British English. So you're going to say hey, trousers from now on. I will say okay? trousers from now on. See, it's time you say pants. When you say you've got the buttons on them. I'm like, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> Your underwear has trousers. buttons on. You- trousers sounds like they're made of plastic. Which a lot of pants are. I'm sorry, trousers. I'm sorry. What? How dare I? Why does it sound like they're made of plastic? That is trousers. the weirdest. Trousers. Trousers. I don't know. It's like the fabric is weird and like. You're tra- weird. I am. <laughs> Why do you look so surprised? Tell me Leave a goddamn Brittany story. Alone. Get in there. <laughs> okay. Get in there right now. Okay. okay. We're moving on. Yes. Let's get into it. I'm going to start. It's week 46, Vicious. So let's get on it. Okay. I don't know if you heard this. Okay. Because I didn't hear until I like searched okay. the internet, which means I looked at Danish news, which I never do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's exciting. It's yeah. a Danish story. It's a Danish story. Oh, love it. Okay. <laughs> That's Bring also it. why I wanted to check if you had it or not, because... It, it's more your thing, you know. Yeah. So it's more the foreigner who actually gives a <laughs> shit about Danish news. That is true. I don't. You know what? I yeah, we talked about it before. I think you also do a good job of it. So, but yeah, so I went with this story. Um, that's a, a group of anonymous visual artists in Copenhagen, uh, which is they call themselves Anonyme Billedkunstner, which okay. is. Anonymous visual artist. Yeah. Uh, they've stolen a bust of Frederick V. Okay. Uh, from the Danish Art Academy, and then they've thrown it into the uh, the harbor. Have you heard? I have not heard about okay. this. I didn't know either. Um, but it's, you know, it's we're a little late in the game. Uh, it's basically, you know, parallels to the, thing, to the statues that See, were... See, I'm going to need... I don't know how much, but I'm just going to raise a question immediately. In Denmark... They have a big thing about naming kings, right? Uh-huh. They call them Christian, then Frederick, then Christian, then Frederick, then Christian, yeah. then Frederick. That's what they, they always very do. Very creative, yeah. I've always wondered how it works if, like, the the top prince, crown prince, dies. But, uh. like, they just rename the younger brother or something? Or Anyway, what? that's not the point. 
Also, in I Denmark. feel a question coming on that I cannot answer for sure. <laughs> like, but people only ever talk about Christie in the fourth because he was insane. Was that the guy who was crazy? That's the guy who built everything. Oh, he built Christianshavn. He built uh, like the whole city, basically. Okay, the Round Tower. Uh, the, <laughs> most of the city the was built thing. by this guy called Christie in the fourth. So the only king okay. that Danes ever talk about. If you go on a boat tour around Copenhagen, mm. you're going to hear Christian the Fourth, Christian the Fourth, Christian the Fourth, like seventy-two times, and none of the other kings. Yeah. Okay. But we had a crazy king. He was in the. He was in that movie with Mads Mikkelsen and that Swedish lady that's in Ex Machina. <laughs> I don't fucking. Uh, who cares? My question is. Yes. Frederick the Fifth. Yes. What what time period are we in? Who who is uh, this guy? What are we? I mean, I'm going to take a wild guess and I say. I I forgot to Google slave something. Slave time. Is that, uh, is that a maybe? Is that well? A- yes, because he was like supporting. He was supporting slavery and all that. And uh, we're talking slave time. Unfortunately, doesn't narrow it down super he, specifically. <laughs> he was born in 1723 and died in 1766. Okay. Hmm. I'm comfortable now. Now I now I have my uh, no, no, you're, my frame you're of reference okay, for yes. who Frederick the Fifth is. But yeah, he was a uh, yeah he was totally cool with slavery and all that. That was super fine. Cause, yeah, I mean seventy twenty seventeen twenty three. That's kind of you know you know yeah. It's it's a different time, obviously, but it's fucking slavery, dude. <laughs> I'm like, they didn't know back then that dehumanizing people and enslaving them was wrong. I'm just, but it's just fucking wild to me. But of course, I mean, but we can also discuss this. Let's move on. Yeah, tell a story. I'll. I'll... So I have uh, they the anonymous group have uh, released a statement. It was in Danish, and I have taken the liberty of translating it. So okay. you can read Danish. <laughs> I didn't know this. On a good day. (laughs) Okay, it says, By sinking Frederick V in the canal, we wish to articulate the ways in which colonialism has been made invisible, but still has direct consequences for the uh, minoritized people within and outside of the art academy. We wish for an art world that acknowledges and takes responsibility for not just the actions of the past, but for the for the ways colonialism still is active today. Uh, and cue the conservative outrage. <laughs> 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 so, I've only heard statements from conservative pol- politicians. Yeah, that's what is out there, as far as I could could see. Um. <laughs> And I think Morten Messerschmidt, he, uh, what's it called? Pulsielmente. Um, so he like, you know, told, like got the police on it and all that yeah. shit. Yeah. Reported to the police. Yes. Reported to the yeah. police. <laughs> uh, I think it's the mixing of the Danish and the English right now that's a little uh, mindfucky. Anyway. Yeah. Also Nikolai Bu, who is a conservative politician calls it insane and absurd. And he writes, also this is something I've translated, it is a identity political happening that reminds us of what we have seen happen in the U.S. with historical monuments of people that one disagrees with. We should not tolerate this in Denmark. You cannot change history, and it won't change it to throw an artwork into the harbor. Which I see his point... But to say that it's someone you disagree with, it's so funny to me. You just disagree politically. Like, I think, I think it's a little stronger than that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just man. Why you, you can just, why we just talk about it, man. You know? I feel, like, does it do anything to throw this guy, this guy's head <laughs> into the canal? Well, it makes people talk. Yeah, it makes people talk. Uh, I also nobody knows who Frederick V is. Exactly. We're all talking <laughs> about Christian the Fourth. So it's apparently also there's a huge ass statue of him. I don't know in Copenhagen. So this bust was uh, like the the first 
thing that was made, and then they made the big statue. I think he's on a horse, probably. They love being on horses. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So people are very, like, very mad about it. Danes are also super... I mean, this is... I can't remember if I talked about this on the podcast before, but the... It's the same thing as with the Me Too thing, right? Where Denmark is a very progressive country and it's very good in many ways, mm -hmm. but there is a certain degree of blindness mm -hmm. both to the reality of Denmark's history, but also to the reality of other places' history. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. there are so many Danes <laughs> who think that the tearing down of statues in the US and UK. Like there is, this is the bit, I just can't remember if I've talked about this before, but mm. there's an article in Berlinska, which is like a huge Danish newspaper, uh, where the article said it compared the people tearing down statues in the UK and the US to ISIS destroying Palmyra. That's insane. Because in both cases, they're destroying history. And then it's stripped from all context ever. Yeah, but that's and it said that the people who are doing this are are historyless. That makes more sense in Danish, but <laughs> like ignorant of history, right? So the critique is that the people who are tearing down, down, they are ignorant of history, which <sighs> is such a. If you know the context of how those statues were built why they were built. Mm. This is what I have a difference between this tearing down of this guy. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you almost pushed. <laughs> I'm just accidentally pressing buttons. That was, I don't <laughs> <even> <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what happens. Luckily, that volume control is down because otherwise that would have been the most inappropriate interruption to a discussion of historical slave trade. I just wish people could have seen the panic on your face when I, you realized that you I moved my hand in like a convincing motion and I pressed a button that I shouldn't have and we should all just be grateful. It actually pressed. We should all be grateful that the volume on that uh, button is... Funny. I'm kind of sad. I wanted to hear what would happen. <laughs> anyway, you were saying... <laughs> Fucked up the power of my words there, haven't So, there's a... Like, such a fundamental difference between tearing down statues that were built at the time, like, that look up to someone... Mm -hmm. And tearing down statues that were made way later when we already knew about all this person's crimes and when our world had moved on. Sure. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't, or a lot of Danes, and also in general, don't really understand. Mm. The statues that, the, that are being discussed in the US, by and large, were built not during the Civil yeah, War. that's true. But between 40 to 100 years later, when black people were demanding civil rights yeah. and they were shipped out, like mass produced all of these statues of these slave owning bastards, right? Mm. <laughs> Way later. It's the equivalent in time period of someone building a statue of Hitler today and then going, oh, it's just history. Sure. Yeah. And it's not true at all. And the, <clears throat> the one in the UK that this article was also talking about... That was m built like 200 years after Edward Colston died. And it said on the plaque underneath to one of Bristol's most virtuous sons about someone we knew when the statue was built, we knew he made all his money in slaves and slavery had been illegal for fucking years. I mean, we're talking like a century at that point. Um. Well, I don't even know how long, but a long time, decades. Uh, we already knew how fucked up it was. And it's and the plaque said to one of our most virtuous sons. Mm. That's where... And, and 10 years ago, I remember signing a petition, literally a decade ago, to say, can we change the plaque? Not say tear the statue down, mm -hmm. just saying change the plaque to actually show the history, to say, look, he made shit tons of money selling African people. Yeah. Then he used that money to build some schools and now we celebrate him. 
Let's be honest about it on the plaque, and then it's fine. We don't need to tear the fucker down. But they didn't want to do that. But they didn't want to do it because it felt it hurt their fifis. Oh, not the fight face. Anyway, the what I'm overall building to is the a statue of someone that was built at the time. I don't know when this statue was made, right? The, of this slave owning guy. No. Something that is celebrating someone in their time period is a completely different thing to something that's built a long time later. Sure. And something that whitewashes the history cannot possibly be used as an, unless it's given loads of context, right? You can have loads, you can have statues of Stalin, right? Mm -hmm. Or Frank, there's no statues of Hitler, but you can have a statue of Hitler if it's contextualized. If you're not actually contextualizing these statues in any way, mm. then that's the problem. Just put them in museums. Sure. Or, Frank, I don't need it to be in a museum. I genuinely don't. I feel like it can be somewhere to remind us. Like, if it's somewhere super public, then that can be, if it is contextualized in itself, an incredibly powerful message about injustice and totalitarianism and the horrors right the fact that we put up statues Mm -hmm. of slavers in prominent places Mm -hmm. if contextualized i think is amazing message i see what you mean but don't you think that for people who are directly affected by racism that for a lot of people that would be just like kind of violent to look at every time you walk past or something i personally think no if it's contextualized if that plaque says you know yeah look what the fuck we did we built a statue of like it doesn't have obviously like i'm being more (laughs) aggressive in the attacking the person way but it doesn't even have to be that it can be just a simple statement of what they did is enough for me Mm. so with this story i have i don't have enough context to know whether i'm like because i don't really know when it was built what was the context it was it Mm -hmm. was displayed in what was the yeah i wish that they also would give some more context like they might have it might i've looked at different articles and like that was in a museum right did they steal it from a museum and they from well museum it's like an art well it's not a museum per se it's more like an art gallery i think yeah yeah. So stealing it from an art gallery and then throwing it in a canal. Mm-hmm. I have to know what the the yeah. sign said at the art gallery. But so the thing is that uh, I think what Nikolai Buri is saying. Yeah. Also, is that um, that the the art academy has for a long time had issues. He says with you know, identity political, like, identity politics. He's like, oh, it's all with problems with their identity politics. And he says that this is all happening because that they have these issues. But it's, so, what he's obviously not getting is that, you know, that people are fighting to be more inclusive and not whitewash history and and break out of some chains of, like the of identity politics <laughs> if you're not allowed to insult certain, like i don't i just yeah. i can't comprehend the term identity politics used as an attack i know and social he, justice movements when it's literally like what yeah no but this is very uh yeah no the, you hear this all the time especially also in in denmark with like Identity politics, blah blah blah. It's the same old fucking thing. And this fucking asshole, <laughs> he says, like this- everyone in this situation is is wrapped up in their identity. Yes, yes. But how can you use that as an attack when your whole thing is yeah. they're attacking our identity, they're attacking our history? Yeah, atta- we can, like, how we can, can you- just fuck around in these circles for until we die? You know, it's. <laughs> but he says the people responsible must be fired, and the academy reorganized so this won't happen again Mm. so he's just like really angry white man you know just really not not loving this at all so yeah um 
There isn't a lot more to it than that. I have. So, do you want to know some stuff about Danish colonialism? <laughs> because nobody sure. knows. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's kind of wild because you know when we learn about Danish colonialism in high school and just you know through our education educational system, it's you know it's the classic very whitewash. We talk about how we were the first ones to abolish slavery and mm. we like we like to highlight the good things and the thing is that we have no fucking clue like nobody knows what our colonialism and 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 how we enslaved people how it actually what that entailed and also how that affects us today like nobody knows nobody because people have never had to really reflect on it they think that it's not real so we don't have a language for it you can call it uh did a project in, in in university where we're talking about this thing and and you can kind of call it cultural aphasia it's like a a missing language for something and um um for danes there exists 250 years of history of like the Danish West Indies. That was 250 years. That's a long fucking time, David. That's a long time. Yeah. 250 years. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, we have exactly the same thing in the UK. Of course. Well, in let's school, not start with the UK. Le- <laughs> but just, you know, we learn all about how, you know, it's, it's the British Empire that ended slavery. Oh, we all, we all just tell ourselves that we ended no, slavery. No, no, like, but, well, okay, look, Denmark might have You were told that it, too. But, the British Empire, genuinely, right? Uh-huh. We had a fucking big navy. <laughs> we were the yeah. ones who physically stopped the transatlantic slave trade. And we really like to go on about that. Because, mm-hmm. yes, it is true that Britain stopped the transatlantic slave who trade. Who started the problem, Let's, though? The who Portuguese. Was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we do like to gloss over... Of course, the you know because it's whole process of well a few different things one we also had the big big navy when the slave trade was happening what did we do at that stage we like to gloss over how we paid slave owners compensation for for ruining their goods yeah but what but and we, the slaves got nothing yeah we don't like to play pay compensation to oh. the people who actually suffered or to the countries that actually suffered. Yeah. Like we still have Greenland. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys built them so many lovely apartment blocks <laughs> that, you know, to Seriously. bring them into the modern way of life. It's so, okay. So this is Okay, horrible. I said that so very the, sarcastically. And I, I feel know. like people might not realize if I, you yeah. are not. <laughs> but you're hitting the nail. Because that is what we tell ourselves as Danish people. This is every time you have this conversation with somebody Danish, they will say, but you know, we helped them. What would they do without us? And they will say it seriously. I've continued so, living the way they were for hundreds of years. Yeah, We're just John smithing the shit out of, <laughs> of things. We're still just like, that's fine. We should control people so they can be forced into assimilation. Yeah. And like it's so bad, it's so bad. I found this actually. It was a BBC a BBC article um, that talks to Helene Thiessen, which was okay. So let me just tell you a little something because I didn't know this. Um, in the nineteen fifties, yeah, Denmark forcibly removed twenty two Inuit children uh, from their families, and. Uh, the Danish authorities, they sent priests and teachers to go to Greenland and identify children who were intelligent mm-hmm. uh, between the age of 6 to 10. Like, it's so heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. Uh, and then the plan was to send them to Danish foster parents for like six months or something like that to be, quote-unquote, re-educated. Uh, and become little Danes. And so uh, the article here, uh, they talked to Helene Thiessen, who was one of the kids who were removed. And it's so heartbreaking because she describes just how like confused and terrified she was 
as a child and how like her family, like they never recovered her relationship to her mom was forever fucked up. Also before they were sent into foster care, they were taken to a, what they, you know, Danes like to call summer camp. Mm-hmm. Thing is that it wasn't summer camp. It was quarantine because the Danes were so afraid that these kids were like in like contagious of something. <sighs> um, so yeah, the thing is, so the following year, sixteen of the twenty-two kids were returned. I don't know what happened to the rest of them. It didn't say so, uh, but they were returned to Greenland after the experiment. And uh, but the Danish Red Cross had built a children's home in Nuuk, which is the capital. Uh, where they wanted the 16 kids to live because now, you know, they were used to a certain lifestyle and they shouldn't live with their families in these worse conditions. So she talks about finally seeing her mom again and them taking her away and her mom just being like numb. Like it's so horrible. And this is, a perfect example of how we talk about how we help like Greenlanding people, like they don't fucking know what they're doing. And also we're so much the reason why we see uh, Inuits with like uh, alcohol problems and shit. Like we're the root the of crazy all the fucking suicide. Evil. It's so it's, in, it's crazy. And it's, it's just the fact that we even have to, have the discussion of, you know, should we apologize or should we, like, even just the apologize, like, also who cares about an apology? Just make it right, you know, do something practical, compensate, do something and give, yeah. and let Greenland do what the fuck they want to do. I'm just, oh my God, they do And not then people talk this. about how, you know, Greenland is economically dependent on Denmark. And it's like, well, yes, now. Because we did that now to they them. Are we fucked them over. The thing is, to bring this back, you know, full circle, does throwing Frederick V in the canal, because these conversations mm. are important to have, yeah. right? Yeah. Both in many parts of the world, right? Mm-hmm. These types of conversations, actually being honest about history with all of us and being, you know, if we want to be at a point where we can actually be proud of the things that we've done, then we have to recognize there is plenty of shame to be had there as well. Mm-hmm. And that conversation or conversations should definitely happen. It's super important to happen. Yeah. Do we think this is causing it or like throwing the head into the canal <sighs> is doing it? Or do we think this is giving the right-wing culture warriors yeah. uh, just more arguments of, are they going to have a real conversation about historical colonialism and, and yeah. our I, current I, attitudes? I think it's a good question. Also, I, I, I think it's complicated because... From where I'm sitting, you know, also, I don't even know, like, Frederick V, what's that What's that guy's deal? Huh? Um, uh, but, you know, there's a lot of things we're not seeing from within the Danish Art Academy. And yeah. They're having a bunch of, prob- like, I'm guessing, issues with racism and all that shit. So the fact that some people were like, we need to fucking do something drastic and provocative, I understand that. I'm not saying I can... Uh, that yeah, I yeah. think that's the right thing to do, uh, but, but I, I understand where it protest, comes from because of this, like, nobody's fucking caring what we're saying, you know? If it's a specific protest about internal practices within the Danish Art Academy, does so clearly uh, going into, like... Or taking inspiration mm. from other places, mm-hmm. does that open up an effective conversation about the Danish Art Academy, or does that make people go, "Oh, they're just copying the Americans, yeah, and they're bringing American issues here"? Because my That's like, probably unt- something, something. The whole first reaction say. here is is this is a comment on 
Frederick V and and historical racism. And if their comment is about specific actions within the Danish Art Academy, yeah, and I feel like it's a it's a protest with a messy message, mm-hmm. and they rarely yeah. achieve their aims. Like if people don't know what that's for all of its criticism, the fucking best thing about Black Lives Matter. Mm is the name. No matter how many people may have a problem with that name, it's very, very simple. It's yeah. very, very clear. You know what they're going for. Yeah, yeah. And every time that message gets confused at all, mm. that's where things start to struggle. And I think throwing a head into a canal is so aligned with other move or a move a wider movement that is happening right now. Mm. I don't yeah. know. This is a. I would like to hear more from. I would these also people. like to know more. Yeah. yeah. I o- I only know what I know, and you know now what I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great sentence, and I I would be open to very much hear what the the details are, and and yeah. Also, because obviously I'm reading all these articles, and they're just like highlighting conservative opinions, which yeah. is classic Danish media. Uh, and I would also just like to hear some different opinions about it and also maybe understand more what they were going for. Because, yeah, there's different ways of of protesting or trying to dismantle systemic shit. And But it's... I also understand the... Like, I, I get the helplessness of it all. Like, the frustration that becomes destructive, in a way, when when nobody like none of the people who have the power are doing anything to you know better the situation i don't know yeah it's a tricky one i d- i'm not i i'm very open to discussing this but yeah. i don't i don't know yeah let us know what you think <laughs> <laughs> i have some friends who are going to let me know what they think <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I am not gonna raise the mood at all in my story. No, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna jump straight into it. Okay, yes, let's do it. Okay, huddled alongside dozens of other Sudanese men at a military base in the desert one chilly January night this year, Amir had no idea where he was just that he was many miles away from where he had planned to be. It wasn't until he and his fellow Sudanese workers noticed the labels on the water bottles, he said, that they realised they had unwittingly been brought to war-torn Libya. What? What? So, this story... Oh, God. It's my little teaser. (laughs) Jesus. The headline on this story is, Sudanese men hired as shopping mall security guards... Tricked into fighting in the Libyan civil war. Hold up. Did you say shopping mall security guards? Shopping mall security guards. From? They're from Sudan. They were hired to be shopping mall security guards in the UAE. Uh, UAE. Yeah. United Arab Emirates. Of course. Uh, And they found themselves in Libya in the middle of the civil war. Let's get into it. I am ready for this one. I don't know if I'm ready. I feel like I'm So this is based off a huge Human Rights Watch report. That's a think tank. Uh, charity's not really, like, activist group. Um, and a few people wrote articles. Bell True in The Independent wrote a useful article on this, but I did look through the, I mean, the the report in Human Rights Watch is crazy big and yeah, really you- interesting. <laughs> You were cutting away how many pages before? You're As like, I said, I had like 16 pages of notes and then I was like, I don't think that quite works for, <laughs> for I've tried one to cut it down. episode. Yeah. So yeah, these guys were invited to work in the UAE. Uh, as many as 390 Sudanese security guards found themselves in this situation. Um, and Amir said that from the day he arrived, so he, they applied for these jobs in Sudan. And they had to pay money to get the residency fees. They had to pay money to get the visa and everything like that. Um, 
they went through a long process. They were told that there was really lucrative money because there's in the UAE, there's these huge shopping malls and, mm-hmm. and apartment blocks and everything. And they were told there were some lucrative jobs yeah. there. Oh, you just need to do honey. some training. Oh. They fly there. When they arrive, their passports and their phones are taken away from them. Oh, no. That's a red flag. That is a red flag. Yeah. That's also really, really common in the Gulf states for expat or migrant workers. Okay. Uh, but it is illegal in the UAE and has been since 2002 to take the passport away from the migrant worker. But people still do it. Uh, and Amir said it's a changed name. All of the names, if I give you any names, they've been changed for their protection. Um, he said from the very day he arrived, he'd grown increasingly uneasy about Black Shield Security Services, the Emirati Security Services company that hired him. So, this security company uh, has no online presence at all. Huh. Red flag. Human Rights Watch <laughs> have looked into it. They've found uh, the apparent owner appears to be a colonel in the UAE's army. Huh. The, um, and they couldn't find any detail on Black Shield. Black Shield entirely denies that anyone at any stage, was misled about their process. Okay, These girl. 390 <laughs> Sudanese men are just lying about the entire thing. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. Migrant workers in general in the Gulf, like, they've been in the news a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, for many, like, the UAE's almost neighbor, Qatar, with building all the stadiums for the Qatar World Cup. Mm. Uh there have been so many stories about abuses of migrant workers and basically near slaves building these stadiums oh, so that we can play some football games. Oh. Um, <laughs> no. Um, I, no, I don't want to. So there are loads and loads of horror stories about migrant workers being abused and, mm. and finding themselves as near slaves, unable to leave, finding themselves basically like indentured servants, as we discussed last week. The, no. Um, but this is a new level of, of fucked up. I'm just yeah. not expecting it. Because when they arrive, they were given military uniforms and taken for an eight-week training program. Every time that they asked anyone, uh, this seems a bit weird. We were hired to be security guards and you've given us military uniforms and it's an eight-week training program with Kalashnikovs and RPGs and grenades. What is happening? And they were just told... One of two things, either, so they, they kept asking, what, what is this uh, yeah, assignment? Yeah, a tiny right? bit confused as well. We were told we would be shopping mall guards and now we're doing this. Slightly what different lifestyle. And every time they were told, one of two things. One was, uh, we can't tell you anything. It's <laughs> okay. top secret. That's super cool. That's fine. Number two was... Um, it's just a really intense training. We want to make sure that we've got the best. But it's totally a normal... To tackle Karen It's a normal security Macy's, guard job. Like, what has happened? Um, and the person who told them that was a... There was a Sudanese man who was in a leadership position in this training okay. who told them, it's a normal guard job. We're just really strict with our training. So they trusted that a little bit more. But some of them refused. Some of them said, Good for them. we're not doing this. Yeah, then what uh, happened? If you're unwilling to tell us what the task is, yeah. but you're willing to trust us guarding it, then there's something wrong. Like you can't, yeah, something doesn't add up. Definitely. So they absolutely refused. They're apparently taken to a caravan, uh, the ones that refused, uh, uh, which where they were surveilled the whole time. And they were like, it was, we weren't actively abused, but it was basically like a, prison in a caravan they had terrifying eventually they were allowed to leave the ones who refused the ones who didn't refuse woke up in libya wait the ones who did not refuse so the ones who continued with the training yeah uh including amir yeah uh they found themselves in Libya. Just one morning? I'm confused. So they were they did the eight-week training. Yeah. And then they were flown to the location. To the mall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit. Uh, and then 
the flight took a long time. <laughs> and then oh they had no idea where they were. They were just told this is, they were not told that they'd left the UAE. They were just told this is what you're guarding. It's an oil field. Here you go. Uh, at which uh. point they were, as it said, at the, the, you know, start, they only realized that they were in Libya from a water bottle. And then <gasps> we're like, holy shit, this is the middle of a civil war. What are we going to do? Why are they there? Yeah. Why? What What was the purpose? Because... They're just soldiers now and they don't know? Like, now. what That's, is uh, what? Yeah. Also, who made this plan? Who was like, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to give them the uniforms and the training. They don't, you know, it's fine. <laughs> you know, it's fine. They're not going to fucking get. And then we'll just like, you know, very chill, just transport them to Libya. What? There's two things that I think are, like, relevant context. So, one, the UAE and other Gulf states have huge... Other what states? Gulf states, oh. like the area, Saudi Arabia, okay, UAE. I said gas states. No. <laughs> uh, have huge migrant worker forces, right? They're all states that live off, they exist off selling oil mm-hmm. in various ways. Yeah. So their actual citizens basically get paid by the government to not revolt. Like they use the money from the oil. Mm-hmm. It's called being a rentier state. Norway's one as well. They're just slightly different. <laughs> Slight different vibe, uh, but still yeah. basically a rentier state. Okay. They use all the money from the oil uh. to pay off their citizens enough so that their citizens don't revolt. That's nice. Which means... <laughs> That there's a lot of money around mm-hmm. for a start, but there's also a lot of easy reason mm. to hire people from outside and treat them like shit <laughs> because you can. Yeah. Like there's there's so few controls over you basically owning a person. That's why they have this huge migrant workforce. The other thing about rentier states and a lot of the conflicts in many of these places uh-huh. is that they are fought by mercenaries rather than actual like military of the country all the time so in in the whole libyan civil war there have been huge groups of mercenaries of of mercenaries from chad of former american soldiers mercenaries of chad <laughs> the country chad Wait, what? Do you not know there's a country called Chad? This is great news. (laughs) (laughs) The Chad is great. It's great. Chadian mercenaries, right? Yeah. Have been fighting in the Libyan Civil War for some time, as well as former American soldiers who are fighting as mercenaries. Like... But this story has somehow managed to merge the, like these two completely fucked up things mm-hmm. using foreign mercenaries to fight your wars yeah. and using immigrant workers as damn near slaves. Oh, no. The UAE has just been like, oh, these two horrible things. Let's make them. <laughs> yeah, yes. Let's make them kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's yeah. horrible. Uh, yeah. It's a fucking crazy, That's like just a wild. Story. I've had some shitty jobs. I've had yeah. some jobs that were not what I expected when I signed up. Sure, you know, you see something. You see, you're some fucking being an eighteen year old kid on my gap year. I was really needed a job. Yeah, you're looking through Gumtree or whatever, like DBA. You're looking through the the shitty the sh- job portals yeah, for totally. people with no skills, <laughs> and you see something that says. <laughs> Oh, you can earn like double what everything else is saying you'll earn. And you don't need any skills at all. You just need to be a go-getter. Uh, and you turn up and it's inevitably something scummy. Yeah. I had shitty jobs when I was like in my early 20s. And there is... You know, what else are you going to do? you got to pay the rent. <laughs> yeah. You have to... Yeah. But there's somewhat of a difference. <laughs> there's a lot of difference. No shitty job I've ever had. You know... I will, if I ever go back to having a shitty job, from now on, 
Yeah. Going forward, I'm just going to be like, at least I'm not in the Libyan civil war. You know, thinking I'd be a security guard. <laughs> Tell yourself whatever. Thank you, you need for giving to. me a new baseline. <laughs> because now I will never not feel grateful. Uh, I could be. <laughs> well, you know, whatever helps you get yeah. through the day. Yeah. And yeah, that's that would be one of them. Yeah. Damn. And when did this happen? This year. This was this January that they, uh, the that they went. It's from this week. It's from this week. Human Rights Watch just released uh, okay. last week a, a big report. It's fucking wild, dude. Um, wow. In this case, mm-hmm. one of the Sudanese guys who was sent to Libya, somehow they were given their phones back, but they realized they didn't work oh. in Libya. Oh. Um, but one of them somehow managed to get in contact with his family. They didn't explain how. Okay. Um, so I managed to get in contact with his family, say, uh, so this security guard job, turns out I'm in Libya in a civil war. I hate when that happens. Yeah. You know. You know uh, his family co- like contacted the Sudanese government Smart. and yeah. them and other <laughs> activists in Sudan started protesting outside the UAE's embassy in Sudan. Mm. And after just six days, all of the people in Amir's group, in that group, yeah. were returned to Sudan. Okay. But like, holy fuck. Why? Like, why? And how many, like, how many times has this happened before? That's what, in, yeah, this, that's in the report, question. they were saying there have been rumors about other similar things in the past, but we don't know about it. And how would you, like, if they didn't somehow get that message in, or if the Sudanese government didn't decide to give a shit, which could easily happen in other places. Yeah. Fuck knows. This is both my new baseline for not feeling shitty about a job. Yeah. And also my new nightmare that I never knew I'd have to have. Like just the, just apply for a job and wake up in a civil war. Oh is, my God. It's my new top and bottom. I like just... It's, it's everything. Yeah, that's really a shit gig. <laughs> that's really bad. But also just the person that like watched Paul Blart Mall Cup movie and was like, let's get 600 of these dudes. <laughs> let's just get them to yeah. the Civil War and just, and just see what happens. Also, the UAE isn't even supposed to be in Libya. Like... What what are they doing? They're not there? meant to be. There's not meant to be any UAE's military presence in Libya. That oh. is not. That's <laughs> not a good look. So if you're like, if you're trying to wage a covert war, maybe don't hire Paul Blart to do it for you. <laughs> that's a a weird choice. Don't go with Kevin James. It's, go with like. David Spade, (laughs) which is just the skinnier version. I don't know. I feel like don't go with Kevin James is a universal rule that we could all just. I think isn't that just on top of every list? (laughs) Just (laughs) do not, please. Yeah. Wow, that was wild. Good story, David. That's uh, that was Um, a ride. If you're interested in more detail in the story, there is a huge report from Human Rights Watch. If you search for security guards UAE. Libya, mm-hmm. Human Rights Watch, you are going to find like a 20-page report. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Maybe we should just share the links on Instagram. Also, may do that. there are some pictures that are relevant for this episode, and I will put them out on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Do that. I will. So that's my story. Awesome. Uh, are we going are to we, Weekly What the Fucks? Yes. Let's move on to Weekly What the Fuck. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to go first. <laughs> okay. Because I think maybe you have this. And I want to say first. I, again, we'll be so impressed if we have the same. Okay, great. The then fucks. we don't. Then we probably don't. I'm, I'll, but sorry, hit me. Go on. Go for so, it. A whale sculpture uh, yeah, <laughs> stops Dutch train crashing uh, into water. So, yeah. So, a sculpture stops the train the metro tram whatever it is from crashing into water did you see the pictures i did yeah and my sister sent me this story saying you know consider this for the podcast 
Nice. Is she listening? Yes. Oh. Or at least I think so. I mean, she yeah. knows what the concept is at least. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I disbarred it. I don't, that's not the word to use. Huh. Just on the basis of you kind of need to see the picture. Well, that's why we have Instagram. <laughs> it's a podcast. Not no, a- but it's still a good story. So explain like the a, story. A metro train uh, that overran the stop blocks at a station outside of Rotterdam uh, was uh, left balancing 10 meters above ground uh, on like a, the plastic tail of a big ass whale sculpture. So that paints a little picture for you. And the metro driver is reportedly he was he was able to like get free himself, and there was no other people on board, so nobody got hurt. Um, yeah, and this happened Sunday last week, I think. Yeah, like Monday morning or something. Um, yeah, and the and the person who made the sculpture was really I would love to say his name, hit her his. It's a Dutch name. You can't be expected to do that. No, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Martin Struish. <laughs> I don't know. I tried, okay? So they made the sculpture, and they were very surprised that it held up. Because also, uh, it has been there for 20 years. <laughs> so they're like, wow, this plastic is uh, freakishly strong. <laughs> uh, so they were pretty... Um, Amazed by it. I also have a story about sculptures. Wow, we're really into sculptures today. Yeah. Hokkaido City in Japan Mm -hmm. deploys monster wolf robot to scare bears away from the (gasps) residential area. That's amazing. How did I not see that anywhere? A wolf robot that can roar and flash its eyes red to scare off brown bears has been introduced in Hokkaido. <laughs> They've built 62 monster wolf robots and 62 62 of these things how, how these huge wolves with red eyes that when it senses a Ugh. human or an animal around Ugh. it turns its head and roars my heart would would like shit out of my ass if i saw that if i was going for a walk and all of a sudden there's just this this is absolutely like robot wolf. are they getting what rid of happening? some bears yes are they also scaring the shit out of every child Let's under see how many trauma i was gonna say people. under six but i'm like i would be terrified of that at <laughs> now today i'd be yeah. fucking terrified of that Let's oh my god do you so, have yeah. pictures I do, yeah. Amazing. Uh, we'll put them up. <laughs> so it's the first time that it's been deployed in front of housing. Uh, but they have, they said, at the very least, it's effective in making residents feel at ease. Normally, there's not that many bears in the area. I think okay. there was one sighting. Well, yeah, one bear sighting every though. few years. Mm, okay. But since May 28, there have been a total of 10. So they keep reporting that bears are just turning up. Wait, May this year? Yeah. <laughs> Very 2020. Um, so as a response, they've built, or oh, they've used a giant robot wolf. It's apparently wow, a, They're just uh, giving jobs to anybody now. Like, I think... <laughs> <laughs> the robots are taking our jobs. It used to be, okay, that we'd built a proper scarecrow or... We'd hire some peasant to stand in the field and uh, scare away the bears. Now, robot wolves. Also, now dog. I'm just picturing Kevin James in the wolf cause Maybe also, he's making some weird, funny YouTube videos. Have you seen? I've seen one of them. It's so stupid. He's ridiculous. It's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> but it's so dumb. Oh, my God. Wow, okay. Well, I have a tiny one, which is oh, mostly okay. just a, a, a headline. So a dog accidentally shot an owner, his owner in the leg. And I think this deserved. is in Texas. Deserved it. I mean. Absolutely deserved it. The gun was tucked inside the owner's waistband. And when the owner wanted to pick up the dog, the dog's paw became lodged in the trigger and fired the weapon and shot the man through his thigh. 
Stop having guns. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Deserved it. <laughs> totally. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, is there anything else? Are we? <laughs> no, I think I think yeah, that's all we. we I think we ended on a on a you know uplifting note of an idiot getting shot by a dog because that that cheers me. What up. else? I don't know about you, you. Want what a week? <laughs> I personally feel like that's uplifting. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna mark that as uplifting. Totally, <laughs> it's okay with me. Stay safe, people. Thank you for listening. Yes. And we'll see See you next week. week. Goodbye.